Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're concluding our series called I Quit. The sermon's entitled I Quit Comparing. Have you ever compared yourself to others? Maybe possessing like a house, an appearance, a body style, or a hairdo. Maybe a circumstance like maybe kids, no kids, a sick loved one. We're going to learn to know what you have and to know who you are. So sit back today and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Today we're going to be concluding our series I Quits. I quits. Today's sermon is entitled, I Quit Comparing. I Quit Comparing. You ever compared yourself to somebody? Anybody? 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 My only one, me too, all the time. Hang on, I hear myself. <laughs> it's called uh, ADD. All right, sorry. All right, all right. So, so I quit comparing. Man, I compare myself to people often, all the time, man. And, and, and so some of the things that we compare ourselves to others, and maybe you've done this, maybe a possession that somebody has. Man, they got that nice new car. It gets like 4,000 miles to the gallon because we all know gas is almost $4.50. Oh, Lord. But, but you know what I'm saying? is we compare, man, they got a nice car. I wish I had a nice car. We compare ourselves to them. Maybe they got that nice uh, uh, three-bedroom. Maybe they got four bedrooms, and, and they got two baths. If you're like me, I'm like comparing myself to other people. Man, I just wish I had a half bath in my house. Uh, all I got is three-bedroom, one bath. So I'm constantly comparing. I go to these big, I work in emergency services, and I, I go in some of these big mansion houses, and, and listen, and the kids have a, a bathroom in their room. And I'm like, I don't even have a bathroom in my bedroom. What's up with this? So we're constantly comparing. Clothes we may have, salaries that we oftentimes say, man, I wish I had Elon Musk's salary. Amen. Anybody else? Me too. <laughs> Me too. Our appearance, we make oftentimes, man, I like their hair. I like their body shape, their biceps, their eyes. Talks to you all the time. She's like, I got brown eyes. I know, but they're so beautiful. They look like brownies, and I just could eat them up. But she said, I wish I had green eyes or hazel eyes. Biceps. I go to the gym, and, and man, them guys are in there working out. They're working hard, and I'm comparing myself to them. I was like, man, I got to get there. He looks buff. He looks ripped. I got to get there. Maybe our performance is something we compare to. What other people are doing, maybe their job, they're doing a better job than we are at our jobs. Maybe they have a better wife or a better husband. Maybe they uh, have a, a better uh, uh, parenting skills than we do. And then circumstances, we often compare to circumstances. We have kids, we don't have kids. We're loved, we're not loved. They got sick ones, they don't have sick ones. We're oftentimes comparing thought I hurt myself again. <laughs> but something, something, something inside of us wants to know that we are good enough. Oftentimes, we want to make sure that we're good enough. Anybody ever felt undervalued? I know I have. I know oftentimes we're like, man, I, I feel undervalued. We're oftentimes we'll go do things that, and help people out, and, and they're like, hey, man, how much can I pay you? I was like, man, I don't know about all this. I said, my time's valuable. Our time's valuable. So I take pictures for fun, and I like taking pictures. And uh, somebody asked me one time, hey, how much would you charge to do my wedding? I said, $10,000. They said, are you serious? I said, yes. They said, why? I said, because I don't like doing them because it takes a lot of time. And if you mess up that day, uh-uh, I don't, don't want to be involved in that. And then somebody asked me, said, what are you going to do if somebody says, okay, I'll pay you ten grand to do it? I said, well, I guess I'll have to do it. I just don't want to do it. But something inside you, I know it's a man, I'm not good enough. 
I mean, think about it, ladies. If, if you had a, a photographer and you paid them $10,000, you expect the best of the best, right? I mean, that's a lot of money. And then they mess up your day. How mad would you be? I know for me, my wife would probably be a little upset. <laughs> and she might be just a little angry. But for me, I'm comparing myself to others. I'm not as good enough to do that. Now, if y'all ask me to do your wedding, it's $30,000 now. <laughs> but there's people in the Bible that often compared themselves to others. Moses in Exodus said, I can't be that guy. When God went to Moses, it's like, hey, I want you to build. I mean, when he went to Noah and he said, hey, I want you to build an ark. He said, I'm not good enough. I don't even know how to build certain things. I don't even know what an ark is. Moses is like, hey, how can I be this leader you called me to be? I'm not good enough. Peter often compared himself to John, oftentimes saying, hey, he does this better than I am. He's a better follower than I am. We can kind of relate to this this morning, right? I know for me, I oftentimes compare myself to other churches. I'm oftentimes looking at other churches and say, why are they seem like they're so much better than we are? Not that we're better than anybody else, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying we compare. Our human side compares us to others. We're no better than anybody else in town, church across town, across the street, and the city over. We're just doing what God's called us to do. But, but we oftentimes compare ourselves to others. So what, why, why does God hate when we compare? Why does God hate when we compare? If you're taking notes this morning, I, I want you guys to write this down, or, or uh, I would say highlight it, but here in a minute we'll highlight. But compare, comparison is death of contentment. Man, have you ever been content on something? You've been, man, I got to do this. I got to get it done. I got to, you know, uh, uh, who in here is, can build something? I know for me, I, you don't want me building nothing. Anybody that's been here long enough knows this stage we built and just don't step right here. And so and so and so but we oftentimes we compare ourselves to others. I know I can't build, but I know I have to get this done. And, and, and it's gonna be the death of me because I know that I can't content and continue to do it. Tasha asked me to hang these things up for her jewelry business in her, in her room, her work room. And, and I was like, Tasha, I don't build nothing. I don't know how to do this. And so we YouTubed it and we followed the YouTube video and I still managed to mess it up. Still managed to mess it up. And so 2 Corinthians 10 and 12, it says, We do not dare, underline that or highlight it, dare to classify or compare ourselves with someone who commits themselves. Or commands themselves, sorry. <laughs> when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. So we step back and, and, we, and we're looking at ourselves and we're just beating ourselves up. We're constantly beating ourselves down. Hey, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to make it. My marriage is in the dumps. My relationships are in the dumps for those ones that ain't married. My finances are in the dumps. Because we're constantly beating ourselves up because I'm not good enough. Oh, we got some going. It's going to get better here in a minute. <laughs> it's, it's, and what happens is the dare. The dare in this part of, the, of 2 Corinthians is telling us, don't you dare. Because it's starting to kill and rob us of our joy. Now think about it. When we start comparing ourselves to what other people have, and, and what we may not have or maybe we don't have as good enough of, I mean, it starts taking our joy away. 
starts robbing us. And what's the enemy's goal? He's out to kill, steal, and destroy us, right? And that's what he does. He wants to put in our mindset, hey, you're not good enough. Listen, when I started medic church and, and we went through the process, I got told you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. It's not going to work out for you. And I constantly told myself, hey, I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the best reader. I'm not the best person in the world. I'm not Stephen Furtick. I'm not T.D. Jakes. I'm not Joel Osteen. I'm not these people. How, how, can I, how can I preach to God? And I was starting to steal my joy. I, it was starting to, to hurt me on the inside. And I started to say, hey, God, maybe I'm not called out to do this. But listen, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Woo! My goodness. <laughs> Success in life is not measured on our inner self, but what God wants us to do. So when God calls us, we may not feel like we can do it. We may not feel like we're good enough. We may not feel like we can achieve those goals. But when God calls us, God's going to give you the process. He's going to help you every step of the way. So let's look at Noah for an example. Noah's like, God, what's an ark? <laughs> Who in here, if God come to you right now, is like, hey, man, listen, I want you to build an ark. And you're going to be like, what? <laughs> God, first of all, I know you told Noah to do it, but what's a cubic? <laughs> Four cubits by 10 cubits by 20 cubits. I'm doing good to pull out the measuring tape and tell you what the marks are in between them, right? But Noah's like, hey, I can't do this. But God said, hey, I'm going to show you every step of the way. God's going to give you the road map. God's going to take you and hold you when you feel like you're stumbling and you're falling and you can't achieve what he's called you to do. He's going to help you and be there to pick you up. Just so y'all know, I quit about every other Monday and uh, he's there to say, hey, what you're doing is what I've called you to do. I say that jokingly, by the way. Just, oh, does the pastor really quit every Monday? <laughs> Comparison makes us prideful. Comparison makes us prideful. Man, pride's a big thing. And I'll tell you, like, for me, if I ask you for help, it's because, one, I don't know how to do something, and I've let my pride get in the way too often. So I used to be prideful to ask for help. I used to be back and sit back and like, uh-uh, I will sit here until I'm tooth and nail and bleeding to death before I'll ask for help. Now I've realized as I've got a little bit older, Hey, it's okay. It's okay to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. It's okay to say, hey, I need help with this. And so, and so I've I seen that, hey, comparison makes us prideful. And so, and so look at Luke 18 here, <laughs> 11 through 12. This Pharisee stood up, stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. You see that? He said he was thinking that he wasn't like the other people, the robbers, the evildoers, the adulterers, or even like those tax collectors. Amen, they're the devil. In verse 12, I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I give. And so what he was saying here is he prays twice a week. Or yeah, he fasts twice a week, I'm sorry. He fasts twice a week. And he gives 10% of what he has. And he was saying, hey, I'm thankful that I'm not like these other people. And it's good to be able to, to give and, and, and being able to connect with other people. And I want you to, and I encourage you to examine your life 
and say, hey, and pray that God will show you if you're, if you're you know, you're, you're there and you're, you're thinking, man, maybe I have compared myself to others. Or maybe it's like, I don't know if I compare myself to others or not. Pray that God will show you. But I encourage you that you will examine yourself that you're not like everybody else. And, and, and not like those people who are doing evil things that are robbing people, that are stealing people, that are killing people. See, our tongue, we can kill with our tongue. We don't have to physically kill with our hands or a gun or a knife or a rock or whatever else. We can kill with our tongue. It says in the Bible, the tongue is sharper than a two-edged sword. Our words can be detrimental. So I pray and I encourage you today to examine yourself, not to be like others, and that you can pray these prayers. God, I'm thankful that I'm not like others. Hey, and if you stumbled, you fall, and you made a mistake, it's okay because God's there to pick you up and wrap his loving arms around you. Now, again, don't go out and freely sin. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, man, I got my notes all mixed up here. For some reason, when I printed this, it printed the pages back to back with the same thing. <laughs> it's all right. But pride can kill us. Pride can make us and rip us apart from the inside out. Comparison makes us resentful. Resentful. Y'all ever been around negative Trina? Negative Nancy. If your name's Nancy, I'm sorry. If you ever been around negative Trina? Man, Trina just sits there and she beats you down each and every week, each and every day, because she's constantly comparing. Man, I wish I had this. Billy Bob over there, he's got that. You know, Tom over here, he just bought that new truck. Carl over here, he done bought that new uh, um, uh, boat over there. He done bought that new mansion. I get tired of hearing it sometimes. They sometimes when I'm out and about and I hear people just da 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 da, I just get away from them. I got to get away because man, it it's it's makes them resentful. Resentful. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like to be around people that are constantly complaining and comparing. Um, First Samuel here. When the man was returning home after David killed the Philistines. The woman came out from all the towers of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with the tambourines and uh, I don't know that word, as they danced and they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David has slain ten thousands. Now David had a choice here. He could be upset that they were, he, he done went out here, he done killed the Goliath, he done knocked him down. You know, because I don't know if you know the story or not, but, but David was, you know, he had heard this Philistine. He was yelling from a distance. He's like, what's going on out there? His brothers and sisters were out on the battlefield, and he went out there to check on them a few times, and, and they're all scared. David stood up, and he slayed the Goliath. Pretty cool portion in the story. But he got there. And they were singing and dancing and praising. David done great things, but check us out in verse 8. Saul was very angry. He was very angry <laughs> that they were praising David, that they were celebrating David. He's like, man, but I'm the one that said you could go. You could go out here. David could have been upset that they were praising Saul too. But Saul become angry. It's like, hey, I'm the one that sent you to go. And you're the one that killed him, yes, but I'm the one that sent you, right? 
You may work for people that, that they want the glory and the praise that you've done all the hard work. <laughs> you done done everything and they done hooked you up and you done sweated. You got blood, sweat, and tears running down. And all of a sudden, they just like, they want the praise, they want the glory. It's kind of what Saul was doing here. He's like, listen, I sent you out. I sent you out. But they're praising you more than they're praising me. That makes me want to be resentful to people. Not to like you or like others. See, let me tell you. I love, and if y'all missed last week, I, I shared our story. And part of our story was people rejected us because we were doing what God's called us to do. Because God called us to go and do his work and to start this new ministry. And they were upset because we were reaching people. It's all true. It's all not made up. I got messages I can show you, but I'm not, but it's not either here or there. <laughs> but people were saying, hey, why did you do this? Why did you do that? You were just angry about this. I said, I wasn't angry about nothing. I was just doing what God's called me to do. And people got upset because it wasn't them taking the glory. I'm not here to battle anybody, any church, anything. We're just doing what God's called us to do. But I like to fill this place a hundred times a day and we had like 10 services. Yes, Fernando would probably kill me and his voice would probably hurt, but we would do it. And God's going to get us there. I know he is. But, 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 but Saul here, he was upset. They had credited David with tens of thousands. They only credited me with only a thousand. Let me tell you something. In your life, what's going to happen is, is people are going to fault you. You could do a thousand things good. And the moment you do one thing wrong, it doesn't matter about the other thousand. And let me tell you, in my life, we've done a lot of things wrong. We've made a lot of mistakes. And you know what people want to do? That's what they want to hold us to. Well, Michael, you did this. Michael, you did that. Michael, you act like this. Michael, you did this, 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 and this. But hey, look at what else good we've done. Look at all the good things. Our good outweighs the bad. Do I stumble? Do I fall? Yes, but praise God, he's there to pick us up. He's there to pick me up. He's there to wrap his loving arms around me. But listen, listen, just because you stumble and you make a mistake and you fall doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. Just because, just because other people are saying, hey, man, you messed up, just keep digging, keep doing what God's told you to do. Listen, if I would have went off based on what people told us, we would have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> you want me to tell you what's good? It's back at Easter. We've seen five people make a decision for Christ. You know what we've seen last year? We've seen countless numbers of people give their life to Jesus and make a decision for Christ. There's a number that we don't even know about because we're reaching people all across the world with our podcast. We're reaching people that, that we know that's hearing the gospel that may not hear it any other way. We're doing that because, one, you guys graciously give and you're giving your tithes and you're giving your offering and you're sowing into this church so we can reach people. But we're doing it because God's called us and we didn't compare ourselves to others. We didn't let those people to say, hey, you've done these 10,000 things good, but you did this one thing bad, and so all the rest of it doesn't matter. We're doing what God's called us to do because we love God and God's loved us. Comparison can make us resentful. Some of these people are like, man, you've done this, this, and this. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I look at other churches like Elevation. I started Stephen Furtick get to have three services and 10,000 people. We like Elevation Church, by the way. They've got good music. But, but it makes us resentful. I mean, think about this. If somebody right now you know goes out and buys a brand new Tesla because they're good on gas. 
One thing you're going to say is, man, wish I had a Tesla. Man, how do they have the money to afford a Tesla? You know what I'm saying? If you own a Tesla, that's cool. I like to drive one or let it drive me around. But, but, but it can make us resentful to them. It can make us start not liking them. Why are they so much better than me? Where do they work? What do they do? Maybe they're working hard to get what they have and you're just sitting around being lazy. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> we resent God's goodness in others' life and ignore God's blessing in our own. Let me read that again. We resent God's goodness in, our, in others' lives, but we ignore the blessings in our own. Listen, 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 listen. Just because they got a Tesla and you're riding around in cash for clunkers, that's maybe the blessing that God's got you. Hey, maybe God's getting ready to bless you with something bigger. Maybe he's getting ready to bless you with something better. Maybe he's getting ready to bless you with that new job. Listen, just because you doesn't look good over here, because you're still planting those seeds and you don't see the harvest coming yet, because but when the harvest gets here, when the harvest gets here, Man, it's going to be great, but it's going to take hard work. It's going to take us getting out there every day. It's going to take us getting over here and digging in the garden and taking out the weeds and continue to plant plants. But when the harvest comes, it's going to be great. For ones that don't know, I use a lot of imaginary props. This is our seeded harvest over here that we're working in. This is our harvest that's blooming. Trina's fake, by the way. But see, we want to compare ourselves to others but ignore the blessings in our own life. Maybe God's got us in that cash for clunkers. For once to know what cash for clunkers is, back in about 2008-ish, there was this company running around called cash for clunkers. They'd buy your old cars. Anyway, anyway. But maybe God's having you in that because if something messes up in it, you can afford to fix it. Maybe he's letting you ride around in it because you can afford the gas to put in it. Maybe he don't want to put you in a financial burden in a new Tesla. Maybe God's looking out for the best interest of you and blessing you in that very moment. Stop comparing yourself to other people's blessings. There's a video out there by some guys named the Skit Guys. And it talks about this very thing about blessings in comparison. And the lady comes in and she has a, a, a can of Coke. And, she, and God would hand her the can of Coke. And she said, thank you, God. I needed that. Another lady come in at the same time. She had a 20-ounce Coke. And she's like, hey, thank you, God. I needed this. And all of a sudden, the lady with the, the, the can of Coke is like, hey, wait a minute. Why does she get the more blessing? Why does she get more? Why does she get a 20-ounce and I only got the can? Why do I got the 8-ounce can of Coke or the 12-ounce can of Coke and she gets the 20-ounce? Why is her blessing different than mine? And then in a few moments later, somebody else comes in. Now they have a two-liter of Coke. A two-liter of Coke. And all of a sudden, the lady with the 12-ounce can or the can of Coke is sitting back and saying, hey, why does she get that? And it goes on, and, and they're constantly going back and forth to comparison, and, and she ends up saying, hey, I don't want this. I want that. But maybe what God's given you in this moment is preparing you for your future. Because listen, listen, I, I never imagined we'd be doing what we're doing today, but God called us to do what we're doing. But, but, but I didn't compare ourselves to the 12-ounce can of Coke with the two-liter. I said, I know God's got us here. I know God's going to get us there. But we've got to stay in the path because he's blessed us in this moment. 
we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. Because when we do, we resent others and we ignore the blessings in our own lives. Oh, my goodness. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> uh, know what you do have. So what do we do? What do we do? Know what you have. Know what you guys have. And what's good is we can sit back and we know the things that we have. We all probably can have online banking. We can pull up our banks. Some look better than others. Some look really better than others. If you're like mine, it looks like not good. But God has a reason in a moment, but he's blessing you. Stay the course. We're all blessed because we all woke up this morning and we're breathing you're all sitting here, you're awake, and thank God, and, and you're breathing. You all look good. I hope all of you had showers because it's a beautiful day out, and you're going to be sweating and thinking, and nobody wants that. But, but praise God, we have those things. Be thankful for the little things that we have because God's blessing us with those. When you wake up in the morning, first thing I'd encourage you to do, thank you, God, for letting me wake up. When your feet hit the floor, say, thank you, God, for allowing my feet to hit the floor. When you go to the bathroom, thank God that you have the necessities that you need in there. You have running water. When you're taking a shower, thank God you have water. God, thank you you have, have power. Thank God for the little things, the littlest of things. When you go out and you get the extra uh, sauce and, or you get the extra nugget in your McNuggets and you get the extra sauce and they didn't charge you for it, thank God for the little things, the little things. There's nothing too big or small for God. Now check this out, Philippians 4.13, excuse me, Philippians 4.11-13. through 13. It says, from prison, now they're in prison now, prison, like the worst of the worst. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. They learned how to be content with the circumstances that they're in. Let's just face it, prison is a horrible place to be. I hope none of you have ever been, and, and it's a horrible place to, man, it's just, it's hard, it's stinky, and, and they feed you meals, you know, at least you get three meals a day, but it's not the best meals, you're not going out here getting McDonald's, and not getting a T-bone steak, I mean, you're getting black bologna sandwiches, thank God that we're not there, but just think about it, prison today, you have access to showers, a restroom, running water, a semi-bed, Medicine if you need it. But back in the Bible days, you didn't have this. You didn't have access to this stuff. You were just imprisonments. You were locked up, chained up, bound up, starving. But they were content with the circumstances they were in. Imagine being in imprisonment for the nothing you did. At one time, we were worried, and at some point in our future, it may take place, but they were in imprisonment for preaching the gospel of Jesus. During COVID, there were preachers in the United States that were put in prison because they were preaching the gospel. They were spreading the gospel, the good news, and they got put in prison. But they didn't let the circumstances stop them. They made the best out of the circumstances. They were content in learning in the circumstances. <laughs> Verse 12 here. It says, I know what it is. Uh, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secrets of being content in any and every situation. With God, all things are possible. 
When we have God and He's on our side, all things are possible. And what's good to know is, is we can learn the secrets of being content because when we have it going on and we have what we need and we can go to the pantry, we can open up, there's everything in there. It's great. We don't have to go out and we don't have to rely on anybody. Man, it feels good. You remember when I told you guys a couple of years ago, it's easy to praise God on the mountaintop, but in the valleys where we get to know God, the intimacy, and we get to know him the best because that's where we learn to depend on God. And that's where they were. They were learning how to depend on God in the valley. They were in prison. They were at the lowest of the lowest, but they learned how to lean on God and trust God. And God's going to provide all of our needs. There was a time where we had to make a decision in our walk with Christ whether we were going to pay our tithes and be faithful to the church or we were going to pay our light bills and eat. And we and Tasha looked at each other and said, I'm going to pay our tithes because that's what we need to do. We were faithful in our circumstances because we learned how to be content with God. And God showed up. We never missed a meal. We never missed a power bill. We never missed a water bill. We never missed anything because we were faithful in the circumstances. Be faithful today. Be faithful today. In every circumstances, you'll be fed one way or another. So know what you have and then know who you are. Know who you are. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which, good, which, which God prepared us in advance for us to do. I'm getting ready to close with this. God is setting it up today and has set up our walk well, Pastor Michael, do you believe in predestination? No, I don't believe in predestination of nothing other than God's called us to do his work. God's called us to preach the good news. God's called us to spread the gospel, but he gives us a choice whether we're going to follow him or not. He gives us free will. He gives us that, that, that opportunity to make that decision. But know who you are in Christ. And if you don't know who Christ is today, we're getting ready to say a prayer here in just a few moments that you can make that commitment today. But I'm going to tell you, the best decision that you can ever make in this life is to know who Christ is. Jesus comes to this earth, he died on the cross for me and you. He took a bad beating and he got hung on the cross so that we can live forever with him in paradise. And, 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 and Pastor Michael, that's, that's what I call love. How did he love me when I make mistakes and I stumble each and every day? He still loves you and he's going to pick you up. Again, don't go out and freely sin, but God loves you. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. If he can save an old country boy from the middle of nowhere, he can do it for you. If he did it once, he can do it again. Today, know who you are. And I pray that you will know what God's called you to be. It may not be up here speaking. It may not be singing. It could be just as simple as saying, hey, going down the street. Open up the door for somebody. Say, hey, hope you're having a good day. Sometimes God's called us to do just simple things, encouraging others. Just being a light and a happy face to people. But don't let your circumstances stop you from what God's called you to do. If you guys will, if you'll stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us, God. God, today I pray over everybody that's here, that's on our online campus, that listen to podcasts later on. God, don't let us focus on the situation, the circumstances, God. But God, let us put our trust in you. Because God, when we have our trust in you, we're going to learn how to be content with those things that we're around. God, just like you showed us in Philippians, these guys were in prison.
God, we may feel like we're in prison today, but God, deliver us and know that we're there, that you're there with us and that you're going to take care of us, God. And God, you're going to bless us. Lord, I just pray for everybody's situation. We all come from different walks of life, God. God, just touch everybody's circumstances today, God, that we'll learn to trust in you. And God, we'll give those circumstances to you and be focused on you and not those situations. If you don't know who Jesus is, you want to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Help me when I stumble and fall. And help me to learn to trust in you in every circumstance, in every situation. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need special prayer, you can go to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is committed. Join us back next time as we start a brand new series called God Is. We're going to fill in some of those blanks of what God is. So we'll see you soon.